0: Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast for March 19th, 2015, third episode in. I'm David Palermo, and next to me is Adam Deacon. That's me. Stat guy, a.k.a. Stat guy. Um, Fat guy, stat guy. Donuts. Likes a lot of donuts. We have Percy Harvin getting signed, Clay finally signing the offer sheet, and... The dolphins thrown in the towel. Pretty much just some ranting about some Bills fan later on and something crazy happened. They are proposing new rules. And you know that guy, that Jim Mersey guy? Who's that? The drunk from the Colts? Yep, that some drunk from Indianapolis. Some drunk from Indianapolis. You gotta assume it's him. He proposed yes, yes, yes. If you're wondering He is the son of that asswipe, Robert Ursay who moved the team overnight from Baltimore to Indianapolis, that guy. And he denied it, and yeah, the truck showed up. Well, this guy, Jimbo, we'll call him. You have to assume it's Jimbo. He proposed this crazy rule that a team will be able to attempt a 50-yard kick for an extra point after they successfully converted a two-point conversion. Do we really need more of that kicking nonsense? And from the 50-yard line, what about the weather?
1: What? What is the point in the first place?
0: I thought this guy went to rehab already. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fix everything, man. You cannot fix everything. <laughs> you know, the thing with Jim Mercer is that team absolutely sucked before Peyton Manning. And – you just wonder, you just wonder, how lucky can you be to go from one franchise quarterback and Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck? And then in the process, if you guys want a good laugh, really check out Fran Tarkenton, you know, the former Vikings quarterback, one of the early mobile quarterbacks in the game, and check out, go on YouTube or Google it, Fran Tarkenton on Jim Ursay. And yeah, we, we watched
1: it. Be, we watched it before the show, and I mean, he he rips him apart. It's a good watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about classless, drunk, and now I'm not just here to take big big shits on Jim Irsey, but well, he's who, a self
1: entitled little prick. He kind of deserves it. So if you do it, fine with me.
0: I'm just saying, it's like a disgrace to the Colts organization to think that anybody would come up with this stupid rule that is going to make the game slower, and why do you deserve a nine-point play? That's the stupidest thing ever. And if you play in the north versus the south versus the west versus the east, weather conditions in a dome or not, and then at the end of the year, you know, people are getting fired and coaches and all that. You're adding another variable to the situation to judge with analytics, especially nowadays. So I'm only assuming that there's one guy that this rule could have came from Who's hammering on the table, and it's the same guy who has a great DUI video. He's only driving like a Toyota Highlander. Think he'd be a little more ball in the net, but he got caught drunk driving with a bunch of pills and also a bunch of money. If convicted, was going to get sentenced to one to three years. But well, oh, little rich boy guy gets out of it. Wow! Wish we had money and enough money to come up with dumbass rule proposals back yeah. to
1: you Deacon. Well, while we're on the topic of rule proposals, this is one that I've been uh I've been ranting about for a couple years now and it couldn't have come from a worse place, but uh Billy Bow from the Patriots there, he uh he's proposing that they put fixed cameras on the sidelines and end lines and goal lines and I have been saying the goal line thing forever. Now, I hate the Patriots. I hate I hate Belichick. It's my job. I'm a Bills fan. Numb Bills fan, but Bills fan. Hate the guy. But I mean this this is ridiculous. There there shouldn't be all this, you know, extended review time. Put put a camera along along the goal line.
0: If I could film banging my girlfriend in low light, <laughs> I think they could put freaking cameras on the on the goal line. And if you can get iMovie for your phone so you can watch dumb crap and post dumb crap on the internet, I think the richest league in the history of sports should really be cutting edge with these officials. It, and, and and really, just why is it even a question, a proposal to put cameras? Right. Put them there. Or even take it a step further.
1: We have like you're saying all sorts of wild technology at our disposal in this day and age. Chip the ball, make there be a field, make make there be a plane at the goal line. If the chip crosses through the field, it's a touchdown. Make it make it an electronic device. It's not going to it's not going to add any uneven weight to the ball. You could make this thing Well, what
0: they could do is
1: microscopic. You wouldn't even be able to It would weigh nothing. You you wouldn't
0: even know it's there. You don't even need a chip. What they could do is, let's pretend I'm an engineer here. I have no clue. That's a stretch. My mom used to be real into bonsais, all right? And she had this awesome wire that was really flexible. It was copper, all right? What you could do is, you could put a small metal fibers in there and attach that to a sensor, like really thin. Like the thinnest guitar string. And that would virtually be no added weight. This is basically what I'm saying. Right. I'm just actually playing engineer here you know, right, making right. it happen. I'm not just talking about it.
1: So right. We're making I mean, moves.
0: Patented now. Here. Drunk Bills cast. Yeah. Right here. <sighs> Oops, that's another podcast. Oops. Nope. No, that's yeah, that's not that's us. That's not us. That's these other guys. <laughs> these other guys. <sighs> but you know, you know what, I'm glad that they're actually looking into you know, if you guys read all the rule of proposals, it's okay. I always find them interesting, but the, the biggest thing with the NFL I can't stand is, honestly, what is a catch? I was out of town the other the other weekend with a band, and we were all watching in the whole town room um, some, some NFL network highlights of guys, and it was like a countdown list, and my friend Dave Larson goes, wow, nowadays, that catch wouldn't have been a catch. And if you watch college football, the game, the officials don't mess anything up. It seems like they're pretty decisive on what happens, and they let them play the game. Whereas in the NFL, let's just add rules on top of rules. Now, don't get me wrong. Some rules are common sense. But is it really that hard to figure out what a catch is, what isn't a catch? It's absurd. And really, the officials look at everything... Not as in a black or white. They look at it, is this enough evidence to turn over what my colleague, my brother on the crew, called because I have to back him up. And it should really be 24-7 every time a game is on, every second, which allegedly they now watch in New York City at the Hub. But they really need to get this right, and I don't understand why we're still dealing with this crap. I'm a closet Vikings fan as well. I mean, remember the Vikings and the Saints championship game? How many bad calls there were? How can they not figure out how to get it right? If that takes cameras on the sidelines, do it. And when you review it, look at the play like black or white. Was it a catch or not? Was it a touchdown or not? not is there enough irrefutable evidence to overturn this? Man, so are you done yet? I'm done. Here's sorry, a, sorry here's, Dad.
1: Here's a rule proposal. Get it together. That goes for you too, NFL. So now let's uh let's be numb Bills fans and talk about the Bills. Um No you know, pun
0: intended. dink. Moving we're, right along,
1: uh this week we We're not cheesy. We are cheesy. We are maybe the cheesiest fans outside of Green Bay, but it's blue cheese, right? Buffalo wings, blue cheese. Okay. Whoever
0: eats ranch with chicken wings, Yo, you're out. Dig, dig yourself a grave. You're, you're out. You're turn, not allowed. Joey Coco Diaz, mad flavor on Twitter. Look it up. Be about it. Yeah, yeah. If you if you eat the ranch, turn this off now. You're not worthy. Yeah, they gave me ranch with the chicken wing pizza the other day, Oof. on accident. Ooh. I told my girlfriend go take it back and throw it at the window. Who did that to you? Slam these guys! Come on! We don't want to. No, they got good stuff. It was an honest mistake. Okay, okay. I wouldn't let them
1: slip again. So what do we got for Bills updates? All right, we got Percy Harvin on paper officially this week. He signed Wednesday, three-year deal worth twenty-four million. He can void the last two. Um, it was it was three million upfront money, two point nine million base salary. Pretty nice guy. Guy is electric
0: when he's on. What's weird about Percy Harvin is, as I mentioned last podcast, I like the Vikings too. I don't follow them as much as the Bills, but I grew up a Vikings fan as well, and it's my dad's team, so I always followed his teams. Harvin, when he got the ball, was crazy. Just absolutely nuts. But what's weird about him is he doesn't really want to be used as a gadget guy, so I Hope that they figure it out, and I just look at it like, okay, now you got Shady McCoy, you got Percy Harvin, and and hopefully, I'm really crossing my fingers. Hopefully, Fred Jackson is a factor too, because that guy you can give him Deacon and I as an offensive lineman, and he will find a way to fall forward and get you some yards. But with Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, very under the radar, I think Robert Woods is with the rest of the league. And then you got Hogan and don't forget about Goodwin if you can stay on the field. Right. I mean So add Harvin to the mix. I would take Harvin as a number three over anybody. And yeah. he'd probably be out there maybe over Robert Woods in some packages too. Um, uh, very possibly. I mean
1: you know, we touched on this last time we talked we talked about him, you know, last week when we did did the podcast. He is great stretching the field he can, he can get downfield real real quick same with same with goodwin and we've just added so much speed on on offense we were talking about this earlier with the uh with the clay the clay deal going through today charles clay um Got the offer sheet done. Miami threw in the towel on that
0: early. Yep. They, I, I, I thought nice. they were
1: gonna. I thought they were gonna make us sweat it out. But You, they... think, you think
0: Rex Ryan called Tana bomb and goes, "Come on, man! Remember that time I sent you that video of my <laughs> wife's feet? <laughs> come, <laughs> on. Come, come, come on, come on, come on now! <laughs> come on! I got some blue cheese
1: with their wings when you come up here. But I mean, we're adding so much, so much speed to the offense. I'm not saying Charles Clay is gonna, gonna go off, running, running. You know. Crazy, crazy speed. But when you compare him to Scott Chandler last couple of years, he's definitely a more athletic guy. Chandler,
0: you know, big guy. The word for Chandler is solid, dependable. But I think I think the most awful times drops. Hey,
1: you know, you can't you can't hold it against the guy and forever. Fumbles.
0: You can't hold it against the guy. Yeah, I
1: don't. You know, everybody, everybody, everybody's been there. Everybody who's anybody has been there, you know. Um, But the thing we were talking about this earlier today with clay is he's just got that. He's just got that extra first step or two coming, coming off the line when he, when he's blocking that, that quickness is going to help him open up those running lanes, help help McCoy get those corners that he needs to be successful where Chandler, he was a little bit more slow, slow coming up um. So you know, with a guy as quick as McCoy behind him, he would be right on his heels, as soon as the ball snapped. You know, as soon as the ball's in his hands, he's he's on the heels of his blocker already. So, I'm hoping that adding a little bit more athleticism at the at the position is going to pay off big time. Not to mention, I mean, what the guy has mean? 1,800 career yards over four seasons, uh, 14 touchdowns. He can make the big play down the field. Um, you know, Tannehill. Again, you know what the
0: worst part about watching clay was you're like, God damn it. We got to do a Ryan Tannehill. He's looking good, right?
1: We were, we were checking out the highlight reel before we did the show. And, um, I said, you know, I hate to say it, but this highlight reel is almost as much a testament to how good Tannehill is in the pocket as it is to how good clay is down the field. But I mean, highlight reel was great, you know? had him lining up in the backfield, busting in for the touchdown. Yeah, they had him as a fullback. Yeah, a lot of Well, he 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 played an an H back role in in high school. So, you know, that's something he's familiar with.
0: So so check this out, real quick. So he got five years, thirty eight mil, and a lot of people are saying, okay, Oh, we're gonna overpay. You know what? There's oh, gonna, there's are. there's there's gonna be a Bills fan rant at the end of this. I'll just save it for that, because everybody likes some wine, and I'm I'm sick of it. I listen to a lot of radio about the Bills and whatever. But he, he, imagine this: imagine a world where you have a game changer and Sammy Watkins, and I mean the numbers weren't a thousand yards, but again, it's Dick Marone doing that, so. You know, his offense, what was that? We all saw it. Is they're, that is that name change a legal name change or I think he filed for it and they're like, Yeah, we watched the games. Didn't think But here, here's the deal is you have three guys that can make plays out of the backfield besides McCoy. You have Harvin, Felton, and Clay. They've all ran out of the backfield. And then oh by the way, you have McCoy. So And don't uh don't forget
1: my main man from last season, Marquise Gray, also playing out yeah, of the back. Marquise field.
0: Gray reminds me of a clay light, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see it. You
1: know what I mean? But he, he, it, I think he's a little, I think he's a little bit bulkier. I, I don't, I don't know for I sure. I thought he was a little shorter. I think he I, he he looks a little stockier to me though. It, it might just it might just be my imagination, but he
0: runs really well. I thought, but I'll say you have guys now. It's like all right, Greg Roman, everything but the quarterback. And if we make the quarterback not do so much, you you got Sammy Watkins and those even, guys. I mean, it, I
1: don't it, even think it's it's fair to say that there's not a quarterback. There's just a big question mark there. Yeah,
0: I it, mean. I mean, we can all hope and cross our fingers just like we did with China Edwards and uh, J.P. Lawson. But Matt Castle, you kind of know what you're getting. Some people think it's his job to lose. Not sure, but what what I'm wondering is, how are they going to line these guys up? Because, you know, if you start showing Felton doing some things that he's not traditionally doing, that a traditional fullback doesn't do, then they're going to account for it. They're going to watch more film on that. You show Percy Harvin, you don't know how they're going to use Percy Harvin. I mean, imagine the play action you could do with all these guys. And don't forget, Sammy Watkins, when he was on Clemson, you know, defensive team, on defense, opposition would just make game plans to stop Sammy Watkins. So that's why they had a big screen game in Clemson. And he did a lot of verses and stuff. And if you remember our last coach, Moron Marone, he clearly did not watch how former players were used and how they succeeded. He, I think he broke a lot of hammers trying to fit square pegs into round holes. But regardless, if you watch some of Sammy Watkins, he's successful at catching the ball off of a screen and really making some plays happen reverses. And now, and if you look at Sammy Watkins again, another dude is just thick. He's just a, he's a big man. And Harvin's, harvin runs like a running back oh yeah yeah um just playmakers that's it you got
1: playmakers I, I love i love watching harvin on those jet sweeps just so quick
0: so quick well hopefully the bills hopefully we do something uh I, so far i really like what buddy Nix is doing it I like one – the big thing I love is Buddy the – Buddy Sorry, Buddy Nicks. Doug Whaley.
1: What, what year is
0: it, Dave? <sighs> Come on, man. It's all right. It's all right. We're running late tonight. 2015. But, you know, Doug Whaley, people got to give this guy some credit. It, people act like, – you know, you, you listen to radio, you read blogs, you read the stupid comments. I've kind of given up on the comment section, except for pro football talk because – Especially Joe Toronto on there. Love that guy. He's such a doucher. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, my God. Everybody just... He tries to troll, but people now just quote him and just take shits on him. It's it's great. But I'll tell you what. Doug Whaley, give the guy credit. I mean, he leads a league in trades. When have we ever seen this many trades before in the last, what, five, six years? We haven't. Hey, remember that one trade that that drunk did? Who was that? Jim Mercey? Oh, here oh we go and again. He, and he, you know, and, and if you don't know anything about Jim Mercy, allegedly he's drunk tweeting. <laughs> so he was like really building up. Oh, we got this big trade in the works last year. He builds up. Oh, we got this big trade. Yeah. What's the trade? Jim. Can't wait to hear it. Trent Richardson. Whoops. Yeah. And then Jim Brown got ripped on for shitting on Trent Richardson. But hey, Jim Brown was right. I think that guy knows a thing or two. Go Raiders. They just signed him. Mm. Yeah, and allegedly they told him he can be the bell cow back. But back to Doug Whaley, he does a good job. I mean, Jerry Hughes for Calvin Shepard. The guy had, what, five sacks in three years with the Colts?
1: Yeah, something like that. And, I mean, two seasons with the Bills, 19 and a half
0: sacks. And guess what? Bills fans, Craig Urbic. He restructured his contract and took a pay cut too. Oh, another
1: another way the uh b- you know, the Bills have actually improved their offensive line this week. And and I say that because uh Eric Piers signed with the San Francisco 49ers, so he's not our problem.
0: Eric Piers, you know what? I by actually, bye, Mr. Piers, thanks for trying. Look, an Eric Piers defense when he was with Changelly, he wasn't that bad. But what's weird about the Changelly era was he wasn't that good, though. Yeah, but what's weird about the Changelly era was Ryan Fitzpatrick got rid of that ball quick. And when you get rid of the ball quick, you really hide what your offensive line is doing pretty well. And I thought I really thought that when they picked up Reinhardt, Urbic, and Eric Pierce like what five years ago, six years ago. I thought they were pretty serviceable scrap heap guys. I mean, Urbrick was on the Steelers and also Whaley was there as assistant GM the whole time. But I really trust in Whaley and people got to chill out. You ever see that, that gif or that gif with uh, Doug Whaley. He's just like chill. And it's just got like the sunglasses coming down all digital. Like Nintendo graphics. I've seen it. (laughs) Just coming down. Relax. Chill out, man. I got this. And it's like people think, callers, they call into these radio shows, and it's amazing. Never mind the the idiots that that, that are in the stadium that actually pay a lot of money for tickets or season tickets, and they don't know the roster and they're screaming crap. They're booing when they don't understand why the ball went to a certain way. But some people actually have the McNuggets to call in a radio station and talk about you know they gotta get a franchise quarterback. They got okay. What tree do these guys go on? Do they grow on? Do they grow on? I've never seen a franchise quarterback tree, and not for nothing. With the way everything's going now with franchise quarterbacks, I honestly could see the NFL actually. I don't know. I think I think the Ursays might have one in their backyard. Stop it. Stop! What I would do just to have a serviceable—can you just give me like a Ryan Tannehill an Andy Dalton? Not even an Andy Dalton. Just get me.
1: Eh, here, have I would a Matt take. Castle. I would
0: ju- just give me even like a, a a Campbell from like five years ago. Like whatever. Good no, enough. Nope. you you are not
1: nailing the guy we need. Where is my Trent Dilfer? Give
0: me a Trent Dilfer right now. We'll make it. Here's a problem, and I was going to actually mention this. It's, again, what year is it? 2015. What does that mean? All the rules favor the quarterback. Oh, you can't hit the quarterback in the knees. Can't hit the quarterback in the head. Thanks, Tom Brady. Cry like a baby some more with your Uggs, okay? Here's a problem. The NFL is going to have to. They're going to run into a problem, which I think they have now, which is so many jobs are lost. Because teams don't have a franchise quarterback, but the rest of their team is garbage, a la the Colts with Peyton Manning. And what happens when Peyton Manning goes down? Wow, coaches isn't aren't so great, Caldwell. And they're going to have to start making it so that you favor the defense a little bit, or the quarterback doesn't get away with crap. How about when Tom Brady throws a ball into the dirt, you throw intentional grounding, but the Bills throw the ball in the dirt, near receiver, intentional grounding. I'm not going to get into some conspiracy, but seriously, there there needs to be some kind of change because the quarterbacks, it's so dependent on the quarterback. And with the CBA of a few years ago, these guys don't have enough time. I feel bad for the likes of EJ Manuel. There's guys like Rich Gannon who floated around before they got it together. And you just really need some time grooming in the system and, and picking it up and it, it's just unfortunate. When did Rich Gannon get it together? He got it together for a little bit. Come on, man. He was like a journeyman. <laughs> okay, okay, Put some okay. people around him.
1: Okay. I'm, but they, I'm being a negative Nelly.
0: They just got to make it happen. And, and I cried at Doug Whaley. Doug Whaley is going to fall on the sword if he ever gets fired because he never found the franchise guy. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to give Doug Whaley another shot to get that franchise guy because... He found Kiko Alonzo in the second round. You know him and Buddy Nix. I got Cordy Glenn in the second round. Yeah, I mean staple. Even, even when left when Buddy Nix was still
1: holding the general manager position, Whaley was, you know, instrumental in, in setting up setting up the draft board, and uh,
0: getting getting the picks. It's a right hand man, and he came from an organization, the Steelers, that they nailed their drafts and. Another thing with Doug Whaley, when have you ever heard of a Bills player having to restructure a contract to make room in the cap?
1: Never. Exactly. Never, ever, ever.
0: Crickets. That's it. So, you know, Doug Whaley, he gets some, you know, Nigel Bradham to draft at hand. Now, they don't nail on every late draft pick, but Santral Henderson, I mean, he pretty much saved the day. Yeah, yeah. We would have had a tire fire at right tackle. Or you could have kept Eric Piers in his natural position. Dunce. I don't know. That would have worked. But, again, I've said this. Someone's got to play inside. I've said this every episode so far, every podcast so far. There is a new lease on life with the offensive line. Take everything you saw last year. Obviously, take the positives. And just look at it like, all right, maybe Kwanja will be serviceable. He's been working... Heard an interview with a guy who has a camp, and he was on the John Murphy podcast. Again, check that out. He's been working with Quanjo ever since the season ended. This guy's been working his tail off. So hopefully he comes in, got that kick in the ass he needs, and really makes some something happen. Hopefully he moves into guard. We can solve a guard problem. But whatever they want to do.
1: We still have some draft picks, too. We don't got a first-rounder, but we have... Second and third-round pick? I mean... In, in, I would like to see I would like to see an interior lineman get added
0: somewhere. Well, Doug Lee, we did say he said, "Hey, we want to go into the draft with our needs covered." So I'm so, wondering, yeah, yeah, with the I'll,
1: interest of taking the best available player, right,
0: right, with every selection. So, but I've said it before. I'm going to be shocked if they take a cornerback in round two or three. Or defensive end round two or three. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not specifically a cornerback, but definitely a defensive back
1: of some sort.
0: Yeah, again, with Corey Graham moving to safety, you and I agree on that. I think I Corey think Graham should move I think to that's safety. The move. His football IQ is off is is great, but it's uh it's rant time. So here's the issue I have, guys. Is the biggest problem I have is uh, some people need to pick a side. Are you that guy? that complains that the bills are spending too much money but you were that guy last year where why don't they spend enough money here's an idea it's not your damn money here's another idea when it's five games in and the bills are two and three and then you're 10 games in and the bills are at five hundred five five and five and i'm looking at the cap that you got 17 million you could have spent to the damn cap but you didn't think the guard was worth it which i agree you had to strategically pay these guys and a guard is not worth seven to eight million a year how about you spend that damn freaking money to get better quality if it's out there because i hate looking at that cap number yes it's coaching especially with doug marone i'll say it again and again, and again. it's coaching with Shane gailey on the defensive side with dave wanstash and george edwards Pryor. it's the coaching but damn it now we have some firepower we have an offensive staff that, hey, guess what this guy brought in? A quarterbacks coach and David Lee, who's well-renowned. Who else did they bring? An offensive assistant and Palmer, who was, wasn't he the head coach of the Green Bay Packers at one time? And then you have guys that have worked wonders with running backs, you know, just on Rex Ryan's staff. And now we're spending money. But so many people want to complain, oh, we're spending too much money. I don't think it's worth it to get clay. I don't think it's worth it to spend this much on so-and-so and -and 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 so-and-so. Oh, we overpaid for Hughes. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to pick up a guy? Do you want to, hey, here's an idea. Let's extend Chris Kelsey. Remember that guy? Every time he was on the field, remember that big run Chris Johnson had on the Titans? (laughs) That was right in front of me. It's like, oh, what happened? Oh, he went. He ran to Chris Kelsey's side. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. And once Kelsey's are there, what happens? The defense stuffs its game up. All right, like big time. Pick a damn
1: side. I'm sick of you right. guys. I couldn't agree more, and that's that's why I've tried been trying to, uh, you know, give so much credit, so much praise to to Whaley, to the Pagulas um they're building a the winner and i can't complain about it i had this analogy the last few years um ooh, ooh i want to guess dating dating back to the uh to the buddy nicks era go ahead go ahead let's, what's your guess um
0: we use this for music a lot especially when it comes to recording Oh, my bro has a sweet spot. We're gonna like record in his basement, man. No, that that that's not the analogy. It's not the you can't polish turds analogy that the it, Bills have been doing for fifteen years. It, it's it's right along turds. those
1: lines. The analogy I used to like like to use with the Buffalo Bills and some
0: of their uh less than thrilling roster moves over the years. You mean the roster moves are like, wow, I never heard of him. And then Chris Brown, who I love his reporting, by the way, pops up on the Bills' site and gives you his back, his info. Oh, yeah, this guy was hurt, and, you know, he really had some flash in the pan in the preseason, and we don't know who they are, but now they're signing agent free agents that we have heard their name. All right, the analogy went like
1: this. And yes, yes, that is that this is what I'm talking about. Spew and, it and, out and, like and, a dog. And ex- excuse the potty talk here, but. You can't eat off the dollar menu and then act surprise when you end up with diarrhea 20 minutes
0: later. And do you really want to eat like a quarter pound of Taco Bell or even Mighty Taco for that? Yeah. Yeah, I do as a matter of fact. I mean, it tastes better than Pepto-Bismol, but. No, but I mean, you,
1: the moral of the story is you put crap in, you get crap out. So now we're actually, uh, we're stepping our game up. We're getting, we're getting the gourmet meal. We're getting, we're getting some top tier players. We've added five Pro Bowlers to our offense. You know,
0: we are really like at. I've never been there, but it's like so elite because it's in a nice part of town, where Bill's training camp is in Pittsburgh, New York. We're getting. Are you saying we're getting the Cheesecake Factory of free agents? If you wanna, if you wanna
1: parallel this to. Uh, franchise chain restaurant. So we're but, getting yeah.
0: filet mignon instead of. Instead the of the ha- Salisbury steak. Yeah. As, okay. Okay. I agree with that. That's a great analogy. And and, and give it up to the pagulas. They're spending money with Rolf Wilson. You know, that guy was a pioneer. I have all the respect in the world for Rolf Wilson. I would always offend him. I didn't think he was too cheap. You know, he was really cheap with, with coaches I feel he lucked out with he he lucked out with Marv Levy and Bill Polian, um, promoting from within Bill Polian, especially when you hear how he was pretty much hidden from Rolf Wilson until you know all the guys are like, hey hey, don't tell him, don't even talk to him, he doesn't know you're here yet, you know. So he, Bill Polian will credit Rolf for giving him the shot. Well, let's be real, they're spending money, they're making moves. I'm excited, our biggest free agent signing ever. Well, recently, in the last five, six years, has been Mario Williams. And it's cool to see that, you know, they say the word bold. And we went over the whole Sammy Watkins draft pick thing, how people are taking craps on that. My overall point on this rant is this is what they do 24-7 is scouting. Whether it's pro personnel, college scouting, whatever it is, this is their job. Their job is... Is to look at free agents to be and evaluate rosters and evaluate analytics. Let's give those guys some trust. And if you're one of those dumbass callers who calls in, look at yourself in the mirror and stop hating yourself. If you're one of those guys who calls in, Oh, they need to get a quarterback. Well no shit, dude. Of course they need a quarterback. Right, and but but like you were saying before
1: the worst is just the, oh, they're not being aggressive enough. Oh, they're spending too much. Like, no, they're not spending too much. They're paying the cost that it, that is going to take to win football games. It, it's not going to come free. It's not going to come cheap, and they're out there doing it. And these fans who want to who want to sit back and play armchair general manager and say, oh, the cost is too high. Well. Look around you. Look look at the last the last two decades in Western New York. We're a small market team. Up until up until last year, there was this there was this
0: looming specter of our team being moved to another city. John Murphy said that that was looming over him for like 20 years. Exactly. Uh, it, all the all the guys uh, it, in Buffalo were saying that. It it's, it's a big monkey off their back.
1: Yeah, it's been this black cloud hanging, hanging over, hanging over the franchise. So, I digress. You know, um, we're a, we're a small market in Western New York. Terrible weather. Now there was a time, back in the Jim Kelly era, not to always be the guy who has to bring up the Jim Kelly era, but there was a time in Buffalo Bills history where I believe the winter weather was to our advantage but those guys are all retired now. And I think I think our our team as it stands now I think we I think we're hurting in the cold just as much as anyone else. And who wants to deal with that? I hate the winter weather. I can say that I've lived I've lived in Rochester my entire life 31 years. Wintertime sucks. So if we're not going to pay these guys top dollar, what are they coming here for? Bad weather and a 15-year playoff drought? No, they're, they're not coming. So, if you think
0: you're paying too much... Like they say, you always overpay for free agents. You're always going to overpay for a free agent. But and, and you want to know something else is... Here's another thing, people. You had the rookie wage scale, okay? C.J. Spiller, I believe, was in the last draft of that. Because that was a year Sam Bradford was the last quarterback, and he was picked up by the Rams, and they drafted Spiller. And... You know, Sam Bradford's do, like, some crazy number this year, right? So, you had the rookie wage scale, and then the, the the CBA that they came out with a few years ago is, every year, I believe you get X amount more, the cap keeps going up. So, look at it like this. is Yes, it's really intimidating to think, wow, we have Darius coming up, we have Gilmore coming up, we have so-and-so coming up. Look, you can worry all you want. It's not your money, it, it's... Overdorf's job, Jim Overdorf, in the Bills organization. Doug Whaley is a GM. Russ Brandon on the business side. It, right. It's, it's and their I, job I to come up with it.
1: I don't sweat these signings. They have a plan. I mean, look, I don't sweat them at all. You got, you got Clay. You got, you got Harvin. Yeah, both of them are some are some loot for the guy for the guy we're signing. But look at. Look at what we were paying for for wide receivers. Look, look, look at it by unit.
0: Chris Kelsey was getting six something a year million. Look at it by for unit. For sucking,
1: we got we got Sammy Watkins for being a warm body. We got we got Sammy Watkins on a rookie deal. We got Robert Woods on a rookie deal. Marquise Goodwin on a rookie deal. Chris Hogan's contract is next to nothing. As a unit, we we weren't paying out for wide receivers. Like we had room to spend some money there. Was it a glaring need? No, but did we make a huge upgrade? Yeah, of course we did. Because Doug Whaley is the
0: effing man. I I just, this year we're going to have, hopefully, we're spending to the cap. Thank you, Terry Pagula. Like, really, we have an interesting team. We want to win. We're not cheap. What's he do? He goes out and gets Rex Ryan. Can you think of a better football mind out there who's on the cutting edge of it? I mean, look what Mike Patton did, and that guy is a nutcase, and he's awesome. Cutting edge, again, Rex Ryan, cutting edge, Greg Roman, look what he's done. I mean, in Greg Roman, I trust, he took garbage, in Michael Crabtree, they thought that kid was hopeless. But really, it was obviously all the coaches before in the 49ers, Singletary especially. And that guy's not stable. It's a whole different thing. But you took Michael Crabtree. Oh, wow, yeah, that guy is a first-round draft pick. Wow, he's actually playing like one. Alex Smith, he game managed. If E.J. Manuel, Matt Castle, Taylor, jeez, Jeff Toole, Jim Kelly wants to go out there, whatever it is. <laughs> Fran Tarkenton wants to sign a free agent contract, come out of retirement, suit up, Fran. Brett Favre, where are you at? Uh, Dick Picks. Brett Favre. <laughs> he's busy. He's a pimp. He's, uh, he's got to do something now. Brett Favre's on his ranch. Silverback, Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre. Whatever it is, put C.J. Spiller back there. Sign him. Maybe he will take $5 mil a year. You can maybe trade him from the Saints. Put him back there. I have trust that. Greg Roman is going to make the quarterback position work. Just get the ball into the – make it simple. Whatever their strength is, just adjust to it. Circle peg, circle hole. That's what we're getting with Greg Roman. We're not breaking hammers. We're picking the right shape. We're going to put it through it. It's going to be a great season. Trust Doug Whaley. I mean, look at the roster between Buddy Knicks and Doug Whaley, and I keep mentioning Buddy Knicks. Because Doug Whaley was the GM in training. The vice, pretty much, the right under Buddy Knicks. So, you know what people want to say? Oh, the E.J. Manuel pick? Got to take somebody. They say he had the greatest chance to be great out of that bunch. At least for that draft. But another thing to look at is...
1: You know what? To be fair, that draft, I was wrong. I was wrong about that draft. I was wrong about that all day. If you if you recall, you know, we we've, we've been friends a long time now, Dave. I was that guy who was like, "Oh my God, they better draft Geno Smith." Geno Smith, da 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 da. Have you seen his highlight reel? Geno, 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 and um, whoa, I was wrong. I've been wrong like two, three times in my
0: life, and that was one of them. Uh, yeah, Geno Smith. I mean, that that guy just seems to be lazy. Which, by the way, our buddy Ryan Fitzpatrick, they say he won't be ready to compete until training camp. If you remember, he broke his leg. But we we really got to trust Doug Whaley. I mean, look at the roster from five years ago when Chan Gailey did not get enough credit for putting up as many points as he did with that scrap heap of talent. And then Doug Moron comes in, and next thing you know, oh wait a sec, this guy is not putting players in position to win, on offense especially. Well, really, just on offense. And he preached accountability. Well, he should have fired himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fire himself
1: himself out of a cannon off of a bridge. I guess he
0: did kind of fire himself. Thank you, Doug. You're really yeah, stuck with it. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna, I was gonna point that out in a second. How is it being an offensive line coach in Jacksonville? I mean, I wish you the best of luck. But instead of paying attention to the media and what people were talking about and telling the Buffalo Bills that, no, we we cannot show interceptions of E.J. Manuel at training camp in the videos. Did you hear about that? Yeah, but but, but to be
1: fair, to be fair, Doug's got our money, their money, and he's probably wearing shorts right now. And
0: he probably still hates his life. Well... I would, too. I mean, we're just in my mom's basement right now recording this podcast, so, like, I don't know what else to think. Dude, your mom is hot. Don't lie to yourself. Go on Facebook. (laughs) All right? It's not even – I mean, that's the best you got. Yeah. Yeah. So, looking forward to see what they do in the draft. The draft is coming up. It's going to be boring with the news cycle. Catching up on some Joe Rogan podcasts, finally. But, lucky for you listeners
1: out there. Every week. Next time, I'll be back speculating on a bunch of guys that you probably never heard of
0: for the draft. Can't wait to see what the Bills do. Um, Can't see what they have up their sleeve. But we'll be back next week. Or if any news breaks, expect a reaction coming up. But... You know, be excited about Charles Clay. Be excited about Doug Whaley. Be excited about Percy Harvin. Be excited about everything we talked about. Rule changes. You know, hold, who knows? Maybe in two thousand twenty-two, they'll have these rules down. We they might. Maybe in two thousand twenty-two, Jim <laughs> Ursay can stand on one foot and touch his nose, without being drunk. Well, that that. Uh, uh, I uh, ruined uh, it. I think they got that, Dave. Listen, I just hope Jim Irsay. I don't know if he did. I never looked into it. He should not do what his dad did, which was procreate. Right. With that one, we're done. This has been the Bills Fan Podcast. Check us out, Num Bills Fan, on Twitter. Tell your freaking friends, all right? Listen to it. I don't know why the first episode is more listens than the second one. Got my main squeezy over here, Adam Deacon, in the house from Dawn of War fame. If you don't know what it is, that's a good thing. Yeah, we're not talking about the video game. This is much worse. Yeah, much worse. And um, sorry for the lack of Madden references. Just know, okay, I'm a Madden Ultimate Team. I picked up Clay, and I sent him on a streak. He's got the first two steps down, all right? And guess what else he can do that Chandler can't do, which I love you, Chandler. Good luck with Tom Brady. Good for you if you don't get caught. I don't think you'll get caught. You've been a great guy. Great touchdown the, dance, shoveling the snow.
1: They're thick at that position, though. They're
0: very thick. Well, let me if tell he you gets, something. If he gets cut, he gets cut. Let me tell you something, though. Charles Clay, you put the ball in his hands. Another guy you got to worry about. And, oh, by the way, you can block better than Scott Chandler. And my main squeezy deacon over here, a closing thought on him. He was telling, saying that, what was it, Pro Football? Oh, yeah. Prospectus There's something. Some analytics site. Very um, professional here. <laughs> number four in drops. Meaning he doesn't drop, drop the ball. Drop
1: efficiency.
0: Does not drop the ball. And that's, so. that's from Pro Football Focus. There you go. Check it out. Thank you, guys. Again, Numb Bills Fan on Twitter. Numb Bills Fan. Search it on iTunes. It's not popping up in the Buffalo Bills search engine yet, but going to work on that. Talk to upper management. Don't forget, Numb Bills Fan dot pod bean .com for android computer use whatever you need thank you